a portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group is with us this evening. That and the comments from the U.S. Central Bank last week about the you know, the imminent rise at some point in the future, not this year necessarily or the year after, but at some point in the future of American interest rates really has put a cat amongst the pigeons on the JSE at the moment. Yes, it, it, it did, Bruce. I'm going to start with just wrapping up the market and then let's talk about the consequences of ESG. Um, but if we just look at the market briefly, financials, basically this is a bad day for South Africa, Inc. Um, banks were down, so Standard Bank down one and a half, Net Bank down two, EPSA two and a half. The industrials were sort of offshore company, so Aspen continues its run, up 4%. Net, um, MTN with Vodacom up 1.8 and 2% respectively. The food guys, they've been weak, like ShopRite, after again an amazing run, down 4%. The start of the show, though, we've got to go to the resources and Cecil. Cecil up 1.5% and the gold company. Now, Bruce, let's talk about oil. Um, and oil, uh, why is oil running? Um, I think in this world, we've, we've come to a world which we're talking about ESG. We've seen banks, global banks, and some of our local banks come out and say, well, our appetite for funding um, carbon, so oil and coal and all of these it's actually that's reducing because we've got to go to a cleaner world. What does that mean? Because that has consequences in the market. So what is actually happening, uh, Bruce, is that the oil price is rising because supply, there isn't enough supply. And the oil manufacturers are struggling to ramp up supply because they're saying, well, we haven't invested. Well, the banks are not funding them to invest. We're saying nobody's encouraging these companies to keep investing and yet demand is increasing because the world is reopening, people are starting to travel. And so all of a sudden, there are some consequences in that supply stays the same or is reduced a little bit, demand increases, the price has to react. So all of a sudden, there's a pressure on prices. We're seeing the same thing with coal, um, as you mentioned, which is why Glencore was up 4% today. And then again, there's been a structural underinvestment in coal assets because why should you invest in such dirty energy? Except the problem is, Bruce, if you look at a country like South Africa, We've got coal power power stations that are new, but they don't work as well. But let's not talk about that. But they're going to be here for another 40 years. And so that is going to be an interesting tension in the world for us to watch out for. The drive for cleaner air and cleaner Mm. world. But actually, what about the prices that we pay? Because those are going to lead to inflation. Now, of course, and we're beginning to see the inflation not quite biting, but maybe nibbling in the Reserve Bank governor last week when he was talking about interest rates, keeping rates flat last week, giving the strongest hint yet that we could see a rate rise no matter how weak the economy is as early as November this year. And it's, um, it's that sort of rhetoric that I think is, is also unsettling a lot of people. Yes, Bruce. I mean, I think one of the things that is also driving the market, it's obviously China. Um, is, is, has got some, some issues or some self-imposed issues as the government there is coming out strongly about, they, they're calling this term common prosperity. So they want probably an, an equal distribution of, of wealth in their society and they're changing things. Um, China is a communist state, so they can just order things and things kind of happen. And so with that in mind, China consumes a lot of resources and we've seen resource prices under immense pressure. South Africa is a commodity-producing nation, which means we will make less money if those resources come under pressure. And so therefore, our RAND, you can see then, is starting to reflect that. At the same time, the oil price is going up, which means there's some inflation that's going to come into South Africa, so we're going to start seeing inflation coming through. 
But Bruce, what's even bigger than the South African issue is the global thing. That globally, we haven't seen inflation um, for probably 30 years. It's been one way down um, globally. And all of a sudden now, there is inflationary pressure. And if that really materializes, we should start seeing a different investment environment. In our world, when we look at it, we say, actually, if there is inflation, we should see things like gold, like banks, um, start outperforming, like oil companies. Those are things that are called inflation hedges. We should probably see things that are underperforming that have been great for the last 10 years, which are like the tech companies. Um, and those companies, the growth, more growth-oriented companies, actually those tend to underperform when there's inflation. So the idea of pricing pressure um, coming into the global environment and also supply chains that are broken, so shipping rates are very, very high. So the cost of inflation um, is starting to bear, and so therefore that persists. We're going to see that in interest rates, and we're going to see a market that starts changing um, and should benefit some of the things that last year were very unpopular, um, which is banks and oil and energy companies. Yeah, lots of ifs, buts and maybes. And, uh, of course, the RAND getting hit very hard, and we've got a rising oil price and a falling currency, as our currency is at the moment, and it does blow hot and cold, depending on how the world feels about rising and the potential of rising rates in the United States. But we are getting hit by that, by the China worries as well, all having a very, very big impact. And that's quite uncomfortable because we're price takers on so many imports. And if our currency weakens substantially... That becomes the big inflation driver, and that's the thing that's worrying yeah. me most at the moment. Is that what's yeah. worrying you guys? Yeah, it, it, it is, Bruce. I mean, China, I mean, we often used to say that statement that if the U.S., um, whatever sneezes, the whole world catches a cold. But actually, for South Africa, China, if China sneezes, South Africa is definitely catching a cold because China consumes our commodities. Our commodities, if you, if you add up commodities, Nasdaq, which owns Tencent, if you add up with Richmond and some of our ex, like even uh, Anheuser Bush owns a business in China. Bitcoin has a business in China. It, the JSE, just over forty percent, is driven by what really happens in China. So if China slows and China um, actually ends up, which is, looks like is where it's headed, those we are going to struggle as an economy, and some of the companies that we invest in are absolutely going to um, show lower earnings growth. And so, therefore, as investors, you've got to think carefully about how you position for that. But we are about to enter what we, we think are more volatile and more turbulent times. Thank you very much for that warning, Portfolio Manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group.